0: I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition. Any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in
1: our veins what's up jfw family welcome back to the channel 23, 23 the podcast road. the purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things jfw Welcome back, Brother Jim. We got a couple kids in the studio today. <laughs> Super Dave, Gutter Boy Weldon. We got singer-songwriter, Brother Dave. And then our special guest today is Kendrick. Kendrick Anthony. Welcome, guys.
2: Morning, everybody.
3: Hi, morning, everyone. Good
1: morning. Kendrick, we always start the podcast off with the pledge. You want to kick that off for us?
3: I'd love to. Great. I, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the, the flag of the United States, States of America, America and, and to, to the republic for which, which it
1: stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Nice job, Kendrick. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill, and we pray that we find Amber's mom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the five men in this room's opinion. Episode 77, also known as the Little Dustin episode, had six hundred and ninety-five downloads. Nice. Oh, good. Really good. We are at thirty-two point five thousand total downloads, and we have one hundred and ninety followers. I did notice Lexi Brown from the Wash Bay followed the podcast, so I saw. Her, I was like, "Oh, Lex, thanks for following the podcast." She's like, "Yeah, it was cool." No offense, it was cooler than I thought it would be. (laughs) So I guess she thought we weren't cool, and she now realizes that we're cool. We're pretty cool. You you
2: said that to us last week, and I was thinking, I say, okay, so cooler, like we're cool, the podcast, or because like we're older. We were cooler than what she thought. I was. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was like
1: a combination of how cool could that podcast be with those guys doing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And then it turns out we're pretty cool, and yeah. so is the podcast. We are worldwide. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Lexi. Cool. You guys know, I mean, speaking of worldwide, we've been in all sorts of countries. Do you know what, the, what country is the hardest to leave without anybody noticing?
4: Russia. Nope. Without anybody
5: noticing? Yeah. Mm, they're going to notice.
2: God, it, ha- it has to be an easy one, too. Right. Yeah, I'm like, right. like Brazil, but around, with leaving.
5: Like some country named Return or something like that.
2: How about
1: Uganda?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, oh, huh.
5: Well, <laughs> it's springtime, and we were talking about boating earlier this morning. <laughs> Maybe not in that context, but do you guys know what you call a boat? With a hole in the bottom of it? A sinker. (laughs) You're close. A sink.
1: (laughs) There you go.
2: I like it. Well, we were also talking about, you know, or just now talked about being older and stuff. Do you know why, or does anybody know why, diarrhea is hereditary? Runs in your genes.
1: There you go. (laughs) Have we done that one? Did we? That's just a... Yeah. I mean, that's an old one. Yeah, three times. I did three times. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, <clears throat> Jim, your dad joke was about getting older, and so is mine. How do you know when you're getting older?
1: How do it know?
2: Well. Your, your jeans are dirty.
4: <clears throat> <clears throat> when, when, you, when you would take a fall and you were younger, your friends just laughed at you. When you're getting older, they're worried if you're okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's funny. It reminds me, I mean, with such terrible parents, one day, like, Bella fell and she hurt herself, but me and my wife were laughing, <laughs> and I think that was the more upsetting part to her, and my wife just explained to her, honey, it's, it's okay, just sometimes when people get hurt, it's funny, and that's like the running joke in our house now, my wife will stub our toe, and me and Bella look like, "Yeah, sometimes when you get hurt, it's funny. <laughs> well, I will uh,
3: guess I'll start off, I know there's a lot of dog lovers in this room, so my wife asked me if I had seen the dog bowl. And I said, I, I never knew he could. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, on, a, on
5: a side note here, uh, to the person that stole my glasses, I promise I'll find you.
1: Oh, I have contacts. <laughs> ah. Well, Steve Barnes sent me like four jokes this morning, but I'll just tell the one. Do you know what ice cubes kids call them?
5: What kids call ice cubes? What his kids. Oh, what his kids call ice cubes.
1: No. What does Ice Cube's kids call him? Oh! <laughs> you know, Ice Cube the rapper. Yeah, 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 I thought you were cool. Like iced tea. <laughs> right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was confused those two.
1: <laughs>
2: Tell us, <No>. Jim. Popsicle.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. All right.
1: On to more important business. I hope we get better. <laughs> yeah, let's that, move right. on. This is a rough start. <laughs> it's because Kendrick's here. <laughs> <laughs> New employees. We got Andrick Andrade. Rich Trujillo is back. And Jesse Roddenbaugh. Welcome, welcome yeah, guys. Yeah, welcome, guys. Welcome, yeah, Welcome, and welcome
2: back,
5: Rich. Yeah, welcome yeah. back.
1: Celebrations, anniversaries. We got Ricky DeLeon is hitting three years on Friday. <clears throat> and Jack O'Quinda Mejia is hitting three years on Saturday. Nice. Happy anniversary yeah. guys. Those are a couple of real good guys yeah, right there. Yeah, congratulations you yep. yep.
5: guys. It's funny anytime they're close together or on the same day like that, I just go back to several weeks ago Dave when you said they have a what we, what was your description? You said they they will always have a work. <laughs> they were all they will always
4: be connected by their hire date or something like yeah, that? Something yeah, something like that. Like yeah. it'll
5: go down in history their a anniversary shared, a shared anniversary yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, it just makes me yeah. think of that. It's fun. Hey, I'm can
2: right. we can jam i just have the one note here um since you talked about the the downloads and the followers and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's no there's no way to do it obviously but the podcast is pretty much mandatory Mm -hmm. that we listen to yeah you know or you guys need to listen to it i know you know we talked about the followers and stuff but we either, you know, we either need to start pushing that more, the guys that listen to it need to push it, but we need to talk about making the podcast mandatory, which is kind of impossible, but we have so much information that is important to the fleet that that it will help everybody. And I know we do our, our dad jokes and we're talking about anniversaries and those things are all important and funny and stuff like that, but the things we cover if you, just, if you just pay attention and listen, you know, it'll help you be a better driver and hopefully also a better person. So I just wanted to throw that out there as part of my list here.
5: And like the shout-outs. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, you know, didn't want to interrupt the shout-outs, but it just seemed like it fit in our in our listeners that we we need everybody listening. You have to listen.
1: Yep. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we used to have the safety meetings. The safety meetings were mandatory. If you didn't go to a safety meeting, you would be disqualified from your percentage bump. And
2: yep, yeah, know. for for the yeah, week. That's and, true. Forgot about that. Yeah, and I guess yeah. we talked about that. And I guess that's the we've like everything we've tried to make it better, easier, simpler. Yeah um just just better in fact and and i think this podcast is so much better than trying to have the mandatory meetings we don't take away from trucking we don't take away from anything we
1: cover a lot more material
2: yeah a lot more material and you can do it in the comfort of your own truck anytime you want to do it
1: yep so when we get the excuse yeah i just haven't had the time to listen yeah i mean you are in a truck for 10 to 12 hours absolutely
2: yeah we could have robbed your time by making you come to a mandatory safety meeting you know and that that just wasn't working. I mean,
5: if you're really bored, listen to it at home when you're taking a bubble bath with a glass of wine. I love that. Right.
1: What kind of wine do you drink?
5: <laughs> wine tastes like vinegar to me, man. What kind of bubble bath do you use? <laughs> Lavender. <laughs> nice.
1: Sweet. Uh, birthdays. Troy Hunt had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Troy oh, Hunt. Happy
2: birthday, happy Troy. Birthday, so Troy. Birthday and anniversary. No, nope. no, just, just birthday. a birthday.
1: And then Mitch Brenner, he has a birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday, Mitch. We have no family birthday celebrations this week, so let's move on to the shout-outs.
5: How's that, Paul?
2: <laughs> I'm down a line. I've seen Troy Hunt on the shout-outs and the anniversaries. I'm like, well, how did I just do screw that up? <laughs> <laughs> Reading too fast.
1: Hi,
5: uh, Troy. I'd let you borrow my glasses, but somebody took them.
1: My wife, she just told me they ran across uh, 0027, and that's Uncle Freddie. So I was like, oh, it's Uncle Freddy. And then she's like, oh, Bella wants to give Uncle Freddy a shout-out. I'm like, for what? So she said, uh, "She said, let's go, Uncle Freddy. Looking good on the road, over and out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Mike Bortz and Attura the Mendoza, they both wanted to give a shout-out to the shop for knocking out their clutches. The shop actually did three clutches in a week. So that's pretty impressive. I know uh, Chris and Ricky, they were kind of voicing that those clutches are pretty heavy
5: yeah they are <laughs> yeah no
4: doubt you know yeah, what's yeah. awesome is that we actually had the parts <coughs> that we had the clutches we could get the clutches and i'm get sure there's a story behind that
5: yeah the goofy thing was it wound up being two bad transmissions of the three. Oh wow in in the when i say the clutch area in the clutch bell housing the attachments <laughs> that grab the clutch and and move it so uh-huh. the, the clutches, two of the three clutches weren't bad. It was transmission.
2: Got it. But either way. Yeah, again, I, I want to touch on that because we've, here again, here's that podcast listen. You know, put it in neutral when you're sitting at the pit. Put it in neutral when you're stopped for a prolonged time. Do all that kind of stuff. So I, I am thrilled, Jam, that, you know, we knocked out three clutches. We did it in a week. You know, Dave just saying that it's really not the clutch on two of them, and we got a transmission, so we basically blew nine thousand dollars. Because I just want to throw out there that the clutch is three thousand dollars a piece, nah. yeah. Yeah. six six thousand if you want to be perfectly correct, <laughs>
5: yeah, right?
2: Because it yeah. didn't need it. We didn't need it, right? Yeah but you're in there so yeah. what do you do you replace it and fix the transmission
5: absolutely when you got a couple 100,000 miles on the clutch you replace it when you when yeah. you have the transmission when you're there
2: yeah oh gosh yeah. so yeah i mean i'm 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 thrilled we could get that done but it still comes back to us doing the right thing putting the truck in neutral downshifting making that clutch work just like it would in a manual transmission so we don't have to spend you know $3,000 a clutch and replace them
1: so and I just want to understand, because I'm not as mechanically savvy as you guys. So, downshifting and automatics, how does that help the clutch?
2: So, same thing as in a manual transmission jam. If you're in, I don't know, whatever, fifth gear in the big truck, mm-hmm. and you're loaded, how do you get going?
1: You upshift. What, you, well, you know, no, if you you Yeah,
2: you downshift. Oh, well, gotcha. But well, why? But how would you get the truck going you if you were downshift. in too high of a gear and you were loaded and leaving. You have to downshift. Well, you slip the clutch and make the truck bounce like crazy. You slip the clutch. Computer's <laughs> going to do the same thing. Hey, that's in a high gear. The truck just it just won't engage and go. I have to slip the clutch just like you
1: would do, Jim. Understood. And it, I thought you meant downshift to stop. Like no. Da- yeah, I'm just sorry. Just when Hi. you're stopped. Downshift sure to downshift. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I tell you,
4: when you see those guys at the stoplights doing that, oh, I and just, the truck just shift, oh, shifts. Oh God, it yeah. just makes me cringe. Yeah.
2: yeah, and you can do the same thing to a clutch and a clutch plate and all that. You can glaze it just like a set of brakes, and that's what usually happens, Super Dave. That's what causes the chatter: is the glazing on the two faces. That's the same same principle as your brakes when they chatter on a drum system: is they're glazed and they're chattering against each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Weren't you saying that on the urge to move, that um, allow your truck to just start moving on its own without touching the accelerator, and that also helps with it, the clutch. Absolutely. And then, yeah, can, yeah. when you're starting out from a light, don't just put the pedal down to the metal because the truck will start to learn that that's what it's always going to do, and it will wrap out higher and Upshifts on the higher end of the spectrum. Absolutely, the
5: urge to move. Let off the brake. That engages the clutch. The clutch let clutch lets out, and the truck goes. Then give it throttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't just let off the brake and go right to the throttle. Which so. is which is less than seconds.
2: I mean, it is so fast. It's you know, right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna delay you from leaving a light. It's gonna delay you from being broke down. <laughs> mm. You know when I'm leaving a light or a stop sign or whatever
4: it doesn't get you going when you when you mash that throttle and then it revs up to 2000 RPMs before you shift you will actually get going quicker if you let it shift two gears and then go ahead and give it some fuel because those the you know and I I don't know exactly I'm it's been a while since i drove one but third and fourth gear are actually longer gears so the the computer will leave it in that gear a little bit longer so you're actually going to gain more road speed when you're working those gears rather than like first and
5: second and when you're giving it less throttle it will skip shift Mm -hmm. it'll shift quicker right? right so you get better fuel mileage instead of wrapping out it's not working every gear so it's not tearing up that transmission as fast it's not working that engine as hard and guess what because it skipped gears you got going just as fast Mm
1: -hmm. yeah good stuff troy hunt he wants to give a a shout out to the shop as well for fixing his air conditioning and keeping everybody running plus also shout out to mikey for always wearing shorts so i could just (laughs) hear i could just hear troy hunt saying that
2: You see Mikey in pants, though, once in a while, and it, it is, like, weird. <laughs> Only when he's one going time. to a wedding or a funeral.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one time I've seen it.
4: Yeah, like, just Dude. the other day.
1: Oh, that must have been pretty important. Whatever doing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Oh, no, he, he was wearing pants when you all had that meeting with Kenworth, too. Yeah, with Back yeah. yeah, Yeah. So that was... That was important. So
1: <laughs> meeting with Packard is just like going to a wedding for my <laughs> <days>. <laughs> Or a funeral. <laughs> or a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to die or get hitched at, at yeah. those meetings. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So we want to take just a few minutes to uh, reintroduce ourselves. We just started advertising the podcast, which is fun. And uh, there's been one comment on Facebook on our ad, and it says, Wow, everybody's Howard Stern these days. Gee whiz.
2: that's a that's a good shot
1: yeah yeah it's funny but did he listen that's what i want to know but anyway so who are we and why do we why do we get to speak on these things at jfw so we'll just go around the table real quick and maybe just speak about our credentials and how we got here and it'll be
2: great is since i'm the top of the list am i going jim you you go first (laughs) hey when we when we discuss doing this and that's a great segue into it of advertising getting to know us again here you know and you and you talk about we just talked about the clutches we talked about procedure and different stuff like that that it's not that you know for myself i know everything but i'm about to celebrate 41 years in the business and i have some background and most of that background is learning by you know, it either broke or we crashed it, or it's by hands-on experience. Not like, oh, that might happen or this might go on. But I get, I guess, my background, Jam, is is you know, been in the business forty-one years. I probably drove, I don't know, fifteen of those, probably pretty much continuously. Um, we have ran a, the excavating side of the business, both me and Dave. Um, I've dug. Probably over, you know, a hundred basements with a loader. I've, I've, we've done complete complexes. I've built my own house. Wow. The the construction thing, or this side of this is is what I, I live and breathe. You know, I know we had the, the rodeo and stuff and I told everybody how much I love to drive and I enjoy that part of it. And I guess it, it's a passion, you know, and I, to get off the background here, it's a passion to make people better <clears throat> in this industry and because i know how great the whole industry can be and i'm talking every kind of trucking and trucking and how we look to the public and it makes our business and by our i mean all of ours business better and and that's that's my goal so yeah i mean i hope my 40 years here bring something to the table and i and i would love people to listen and and take me at
5: my word,
1: I think your forty years is pretty valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
5: <laughs> for sure. Damn, you're old,
2: Jim. <laughs> I, I, I get it, Dave. I get it, man. I get it. No well, no no argument there.
5: Jim's notes were way different than mine. When I saw getting to know us, I I like long walks on the beach, <laughs> candlelight dinner,
2: bubble <Yep>, <laughs> baths. <laughs> well, we we know about the bubble baths. Yeah. Yeah.
5: No, I I I mean. Everything Jim said, I have to echo, you know, all this will be my thirty sixth year, you know, coming up and and I can't emphasize everything that he said, every experience is something we have had. The things we talk about mm-hmm. has happened to us. You know, I like to call us, we back cleanup every day. You know what I mean? Something happens. Our job is to back cleanup. Someone has to go there. Someone has to take care of this. Someone has to fix that. You know, someone has to do the repair to the truck. Someone has to do the repair to the facility or, or the car or deal with the insurance or, you know, and, and, you know, luckily we're, we're fortunate to have added so many great people here to help us with that. Or even, you know, for the most part, do that for us. But we have done that, Mm -hmm. you know, our entire lives here and, and, you know, the, the years driving, the years running equipment, the years repairing things and, it's just never stopped. It's what we do, hmm. and I guess we do have a lot to offer. We've n- we'll never see it all, no. you know. Every day yeah. we're amazed by something. I mean, we had two more things this week that it's like, oh my gosh, you know. Mm. We we just sat yesterday. We we have an insurance company that's you know kind of wooing us that wants our business, and we sat down and you know they take the last three years worth of uh, insurance accidents that that were claims. And you guys, everybody in this room has on their wrist our safety band that the contract we signed that safety has no blind spots. And you've all heard me complain about it. But that insurance guy sat there, and I just melted in the seat again yesterday. And, you know, I I was the one that did it last time by myself. You know, Jim and I were both there yesterday. But that guy goes into accident after accident after accident for three years' worth of blind spot accidents.
2: That's that's it was like and, two rear ends and what six, seven.
5: Yeah, over the last spot? three years, Jim, yeah. and it, it you know, they're like, were these preventable? Yes, hundred percent. Was this preventable? Yes, hundred percent. Was this preventable? Yes, hundred percent. I I mean you just sit there and you're like and every single accident was a driver issue, right? Every single one that we had was a driver issue, right? So We sit here and tell you, you know, the combined uh, of over 80 years of experience that Jim and I have. We're begging to listen to this podcast. We're begging to listen to the information that we have. We're begging you to take what our knowledge is and convey it in your driving habits. Use it on a daily basis. Enjoy what you do. I mean, we have sat here and probably laughed. For 20 minutes, I mean, we're running late to get the podcast started. You guys don't know this, but I mean, us in the room, I mean, we sat here and laughed for 30 minutes, almost uncontrollably, like some type of humor rained down in all the moisture last <laughs> night. And we were like little kids in class here. We couldn't stop laughing this morning. So we like to have fun. We promote having fun in your job, but you you can have fun and be serious and, and pay attention you know the the accident we had hitting the scale yesterday the damage to the step that goes around that dpf was forty five hundred dollars everything we did approaching that scale to pull on that scale was wrong that driver was not trained that way we're all trained to pull up in manual gear in first gear you know i've heard some people say we need to stop or be in manual first gear never be talking on the cb right? right this guy Bailed up on there at over 9 or 10 miles an hour. I mean, he approached it at 12 Appro- miles yeah. an hour. Then grabs the CB and talks on it just before the steer axle comes up on the scale. And, I mean, we plowed the right side of that that. Yeah dpf box i don't think
1: i've seen one worse yeah
5: than because that. of the speed Jim. Yeah. right we've dented them before we've hit <laughs> right. them before but because of the speed we demolished that yeah. thing Forty five hundred dollars. that's just the parts right you know the it, luckily today we have a lot of trucks parked because of the rain so mike was like i was able to get the parts i'm down in the trucks so now we've got the truck down for the day we're paying the shop to repair it we're gonna have eight hours i mean it's thousands in labor you know, to do Mm -hmm. that, right? Mike had to round at the parts. We had to get it delivered. Now we're out there with it torn apart, disassembling it, trying to get it reassembled. That was just the scale. Mm -hmm. The day before that we had an accident that we called it a hit and run because we hit the car and they ran. But we hit the car being our fault. And it's we're gonna talk about it later on in the discussion. We actually were having a problem up at one nineteen Getting on I-25 southbound. When we're under I-25 on Highway 119 or the 240 exit, getting on I-25 southbound. They have a bunch of construction set up there. But the left arrow that's there, it's old school. It doesn't have a red light. There's no red arrow, which personally I love. I love that there's no red arrow. That means we can turn on a green light. There you go. When traffic clears. Right. When traffic clears, you can turn on a green light. You can't just keep going because the green arrow goes away, right? Yeah. And that's what we did. And we t boned an Escalade, and the Escalade hauled ass and left. Either they were stoned or don't have insurance or whatever the situation or stolen, was, No and license, stone. yeah, stolen we stolen whatever it is. I mean, I damage we did to that Escalade, and the dude hauled ass, right? We've called the police. We've you know told everyone, hey, this is you know yada 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 our fault. But here's the the back end of that. That grill is fifty five hundred dollars that we need to replace. That truck is in here today to be repaired. That bumper is eight hundred dollars to be repaired. So we're well over ten thousand dollars in just two incidents that in, were a hundred percent our fault in one day. Right? That doesn't mention the three clutches that were over ten thousand dollars. Now we've spent twenty grand in seven days, seven working days. We're twenty grand on twenty grand we didn't plan on spending. So yeah. When Jim and I talk, we have a lot to offer. You know, just like you guys do, Kendrick and Super Dave and Jam. We've learned a lot through this industry, but half of that twenty grand, the ten grand, is unnecessary. It was a hundred percent preventable. Like that insurance agent asked us yesterday, was that preventable? Absolutely preventable. Yeah, I wrote
2: that word down, Dave, and I, I you know, again, we've we've not used people's names. But I know we've, we've talked about accident before, and we had one gentleman quit you know a month ago so ago that uh, we called him out on the podcast and he quit, right?
5: Not even using his name. Yeah, just, not even just, just discussing yeah. the blind spot accident.
2: Exactly, which most everybody in the fleet knew we had an accident anyway. It's yeah. not a secret. But the thing is is the reason we talk about it is it's preventable. I mean that is a great word. Yeah. It, it's not It's not whether whose fault it was. It's because it was preventable. And a preventable occurrence is something you need to teach, you know?
5: And and why is that? Why do we need to teach that? Because it's human error. Well, yeah. and that's
4: why we have the safety committee meetings also yeah. to yeah, to Dave. talk about it, to learn from it, to try to prevent it, uh, try to spread the news about, hey, you know, when you're on this job site, don't stay to the right. You'll get stuck or, or just to try to educate everybody down the line.
5: Yeah, yeah and I apologize. I totally sidetracked everybody. I've started into the discussions already, but because we need to go over Kendrick and Jam and super Dave on. I'm getting to know you guys I mean, I guess that's what
2: <laughs> when when I brought this this part of the you know format up for the podcast, this is what I was after was this is the reason I want you to listen to the podcast. This is the reason, please listen to what we have to say and you know I thought about you know, Super Dave's background as many years as he's, you know, been here with us. And, and I know, listened to you talk, and I thought, we don't drive around town and go, oh, I delivered over there, I delivered over there. It's, oh, that guy was broke down over there. That's where we tipped a trailer over. That's where we rolled over. That's where we lost a clutch. That's, That's where, where we twist, an accident. twisted a driveshaft. That's where we had an accident. That's what marks my day when we, run, when we go around town. And Absolutely. I know you do the same thing, Super Dave, you know. No, not exactly. I look at the projects.
4: I look and say, well, we, we worked on that school. I've hauled a bunch of dirt into that bridge, and that's kind of what I look at.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like you but, you saying. know,
4: I'm going to tag on, the, On sorry, Ken. I'm going to tag on you, both Jim and Dave. Uh, we're talking about educating and and doing things as you were trained. And a lot of these, all these guys that we have working here now, they've learned in other places they've done other jobs they've you know not grew up i guess like i have i was so lucky because i was a new driver when i started at jfw and i went to the jfw truck driving school i went to jim and dave's driving school and i learned that way from the beginning and when people don't do that then it's it's a little tougher
3: Well, and you were bringing up earlier that, you know, you're not going to say the people's names, but if you listen to the podcast, we used to (laughs) meet out in the red shop. You used to have to stand up in front of your peers, all the other drivers and say what happened, explain the incident. And then, you know, what could you have done differently? And then both of you would then discuss it or everybody would put in their input and so it's kind of a trial by jury and it's one thing I used to love about meeting as a group because I had to stand up in front of the committee once and it's humbling and it makes you really think about what you actually did Um, and so you can't really have soft skin in this industry Uh, you can't have uh, thin skin with just accepting that you failed you you erred but are you going to learn from it and can you learn from other people's mistakes and that was a great part of having it announced in front of the group and that's the great part about this podcast is you're getting a free ticket an accident free ticket you learn from somebody else and then hopefully you won't have the same mistake Absolutely.
5: Yeah, that's really good, Kendrick.
3: Yeah, I got to throw this out there too so everybody gets
4: the gravity of this situation. I met with three people over the last week or so that are looking for a job because their truck was one either totaled by a wreck or two of the other guys broke down and now they're out of business looking for a job because they can't afford to repair the truck or they you know, their truck wasn't worth what the insurance company was gonna pay or whatnot. So all of those accidents that you mentioned, Jim, and costs, we're lucky we're not out of business. Absolutely. You know?
2: And and if we don't do something like this, driver's meetings, train people, yeah. talk about it, do anything, we will be out of business. Yep. You you cannot you cannot have this kind of damage in these accidents and not go out of business. So how how do we stop it? Talk, talk about it. We're, yeah. we're doing everything, right? Yep. Yeah. We're
1: trying.
5: Yeah. Yep. But if people aren't listening. Right. That, right? That's, that's the point we need to drive home on this podcast. Is, yep. You know, when you guys that do listen to the podcast, guys and girls that do listen to the podcast, when you see someone out on the road and they do something, and you're like, you should hop on the radio and go, hey, didn't you hear that in the podcast? You not, We're not supposed to do that. Or, you know, pass one of the drivers that's driving in the left lane all the way down Highway 85 you need to get on there and go, man, we talked about that in the podcast. You know you shouldn't be out there. Hey, just
2: mind your own business. <laughs> it's it's, not, it's you, not driver. That's yeah,
5: you, not, driver. Yeah,
2: it's none of your business. Uh, you know, I'm I, driving this truck. I'm doing just fine. Yeah, you had a,
1: ticket. I had a driver call me yesterday, and uh, the driver reported another driver. Said, hey, we got a driver going up to Fry right now. It was raining pretty hard. He's out there getting it. No lights on and just going too fast for the conditions, so i was able to call that driver and be like hey you know this is this is what's been seen and he's like well you know i could see totally fine and there's not a lot of cars out here i'm like well (laughs) i was like it all has to do with perception too like this is what this is how you look to to one of our own like maybe you could just back it off a little bit
5: and you know bringing that up turn the
1: lights on back it off a little bit
5: yeah do you think sometimes people don't realize what they're in and what it looks like? Right. You know, I, we have so many people tell us, oh, my God, are your trucks ever dirty, right? So, Lexi, this is a kudos to your wash bay, you yeah. and your dads and your grandpa's wash bay. Because you guys are the cool. The job they do, right? They're, they're
1: cooler than I thought. <laughs>
2: right? You're yeah. cool.
5: You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Stop right there. Stop right there, Jim. Anyway, uh, yeah. We're in a billboard, right? Yeah. We are in a bright, shiny billboard. I mean, we stick out. We are like the thorns on every stem of a rose. You know what I mean? You're you're just we stick out everywhere right? I mean, we have people tell us all the time, I saw your trucks here. I saw your trucks there. I saw you in rifle. I saw you in grand junction. I saw you in Colorado Springs. I saw you hauling ass up
2: I 70 with no lights on just (laughs) to getting it. God, what kind of drivers have you hired? Right? exactly. I
1: I had a neighbor come up to me the other day and she was taking a walk with her grandchild and her husband. And she's like, Oh, we saw one of your trucks the other day. And right away, I'm just like, and yeah, it looks like a look like a good truck, and this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, you know, I've never seen one before. I was like, well, you won't be able to unsee him now. Everywhere you go, you're going to see a Jam new truck. So right,
2: yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought, Dave. But that's what that's no. that's the opposite of what we get. That's what we're trying to prevent, right? You know, and and my closing thoughts. And I know we have a lot to do here, <laughs> Jam. But you you just said. You know, you called the driver, and what did he say? Is like, well, there's not much traffic out here. I, could, I could see. Fine. I can. I can see just fine, right? Right. I mean, part of my closing thought is power of your words. What would be so refreshing is, damn jam, you're right. I'll slow down a little bit. turn my lights on. Everything's cool. Thanks for the heads up. Right. Well, here. But, but it's. But it. It's a. An effing excuse. Yeah. You know, just so what if you can see all right. You I mean, know, here, maybe I see better than you do.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Here's two just, words we use all the time. Situational awareness. Yeah. Right. right? You you have to have the situational awareness to go, well, I always drive 70 miles an hour in the fast lane on the way up here. Right. Well, not if it's raining. Yeah. Right? Just well, I always drive 70 miles an hour. And changing over. Right. Yeah. You here. know, i
4: talked to one of the guys and it was changing over to snow at like, sure, I don't know, 1.30 in the afternoon up there.
1: Sure. Remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should
5: right? I mean, how many times yes. have you guys been in a snowstorm or an ice storm or just foul conditions and you're over in the slow lane and you're putting along and a couple rigs go past you, double your speed. And you have that holy shit factor. You're like, oh my God, what do they know? I don't know. Cause I can't stop. Right, I yeah. can't stop, but those guys can. No, they have zero situational awareness. They don't know how fast they're going. They don't know what it looks like. They don't understand the conditions they're in. You know, I mean, that's also a cognitive skill that you learn and grow from a child, right? That's, that's something you adapt to. You, you know, if you walk up with your hand and you touch a slick surface, you know it's slick. I would hope if you're in a truck, you've, you've, you have that feeling as well. You realize your tires are on a slick surface and you know to slow down, right? So you don't slip and fall it's it's the same principle you've you've learned you've grown that cognitive skill from a child to adulthood and hopefully you understand the magnitude of that situational awareness you know you can realize you're in danger
2: yeah and when you know again when i'm ta- when you guys are talking about the rain and the and the lights on on the truck and i'm seeing just fine it's also it's the other people because we're the professionals we're the better company that we want to be out there on the road because there's going to be that guy that wants to try to pass you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to get halfway down your trailer, not be able to see shit because of the spray back off <laughs> your tires. Right. Right. And if he doesn't lose control, maybe what he can see is that marker on the side of your truck and he doesn't hit you. Yeah. You know, or he knows I got to get past you. But because he's pushing as hard as he he's can. He's pushing as hard as he can because he's out of control, but you're the professional. That can control that situation, either by slowing up, having your lights on, that kind of stuff. Be the, control it. You know, it's just like somebody getting on on the on-ramp. Let them in. Let them in. You can either outrun them and probably not, or you can just let them in. You can drive for
1: them because they're the idiots. And what's less stressful, letting them in or not letting them in?
5: Oh. (laughs) I mean, here's another way to look at it. Control the situation. Right. Right. You're, drive for them, Dave. Yeah, you're creating a situation by not letting them in. Right. You're controlling the situation by letting them in. Yeah. And it didn't, it just, I mean, we've talked about it. This is like this is like smacking my fist into my head when we talk about this stuff. It didn't cost you any time. Yeah. You didn't freaking lose a load. No. And I'm to
2: the point, Dave, that like at a four-way stop sign, and if there's a lot of people pulling up to the four-way stop sign at the same time, I go extra slow. So I'm the absolute last one to Absolutely. get to the stop sign. Because I'm like, let all you idiots fight it out.
5: Absolutely. I know
2: I'm the last guy to go yeah. and you do your thing. But I control the whole intersection by my actions. Mm. I don't have to worry about any one of those people.
3: Yep. Then a different perspective, um, maybe your guys' point of view, how many drivers would be willing to plaster their cell phone number on the side of their personal vehicle. Mm and saying, how am I driving, Yeah, <laughs> and call me, Man, that's... and see how many phone calls you would actually get, because that's what the brothers go through every day of the big red trucks, JFW plastered on the side, and with uh, everybody having a phone nowadays, they can sit there and pull it up real quick, oh, JFW Corp, okay, here's our phone number, call them up, hey, this guy's driving like an idiot. Yeah, I yeah. love that, Kendrick.
2: And you're, and you're right, Ken, because now we've exposed ourselves even more. We're doing a podcast, we're advertising, we're advertised for drivers, social media, we, we've, we've o- opened ourselves up, take your shot, okay? Be as mean as you want. Take, say as whatever you want about us, but this is what we're trying to do. And if we do that every day, none of what anybody says means anything. it will not affect us because in our hearts we're doing the right thing. And, and that's the win-win to this. So, and I and I thought when you when you say that that that's what the you know the the brothers go through and it, wonderful comment Ken, but we've now delegated that to other people that have to take those phone calls. Mm-hmm. So now we're just we're moving the the shit down the creek. <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody else has to deal with it and try to navigate that either from their own skills that they have or something we've taught them. And 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 why make those phone calls? And we touched on it earlier. I wanted to mention that Dave said we have so much, so many wonderful people here, and we do. We got we got great people. And I thought about it yesterday. I'm like, man, it just it feels good. You know, I feel good in my heart. And then we we crash into the escal- Escalade and we run over the scale and and not those two guys personally. Those two situations just like take knock it down right. Dole it.
1: (laughs) Sure. I get that. Super Dave, who are you?
4: Well, I said earlier, you know, I I was lucky I came uh, to JFW when I was a young guy, and I went to Jim and Dave's truck driving school, you know, and I I learned the right way the first time, and uh, I feel very proud of that, and I've been here for 30 years. And uh, I was also in a position at one point a long time ago in 1999, that we lost a couple trailers that year. One of them went around a corner too fast and put his load in somebody's front yard. And uh, I think another one might've tipped over um, dumping or something, I can't remember exactly, but they're like, Jim and Dave came to me and they're, well, we were just talking, I think. And they're like, well, what can we do? How can we prevent this? And I said, we need to train these guys. We need to teach these guys, you know, the right way to do things. And I said, I can do that. And uh, so that's how I got into what I do these days. You know, now I have 15 trainers underneath me or or that I work with, to, you know, try, try to train the drivers to, to do things safely and, and the right way and stuff. But uh, I'd like to say that we did have success and we did um, – you know, teach people the right or wrong way to do things and and that sort of thing. So um, that's my mission and my my passion is to try to help people be better every day at uh, doing the thing. And, you know, it's funny too, Jam, you mentioned how you had somebody say, I saw one of your trucks today. That happens to me all the time and the first thing I ask is were the drivers behaving themselves <laughs> and uh it's almost always yes yep. you know they sure yes. were they were doing a great job you know and so that's that's um you know it makes me feel good yep. inside there
1: yep I would say for the most part we're doing it the right way oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yep. yeah Kendrick who are you
3: um i've had a passion for vehicles and trucks from a young age when back in the day we didn't fly everywhere we drove everywhere and so on family trips uh, i learned watching my father drive and you know, just in a personal car but i was always fascinated by the big rigs uh cab overs Kenworths, Peterbills going down the road used to sit in the back seat and take pictures of trucks um, had them up on my wall uh, just always was interested in trucks and then anything that, you know, had a steering wheel I wanted to play with. Uh, so then later on, I got on with a, a foundation form company here in town and uh, they needed a driver. I started out in the yard, worked my way up into a driving position, ran a speed. Class C truck. Uh, We started to get some semis. I asked if I could learn how to drive a semi So I would stay after work and drive the tractor around the yard and practice backing Went to a school uh, Didn't really go to the school. I just went to the school to get my uh, License and pass the test Did all that and started a haul rebar and uh, I beams Then went into the food industry rode for them for a while, learned about doubles, pulling doubles up over Rabbit Ears, Vail, uh, all up through the mountains, got tired of that, and just the, um, then finally wound up going into operations and then finally came to JFW, kinda got burned out on operations and just the overall pressures of the job and working 80 hours a week and <laughs> just, kind of burned out so
1: and you started as a driver here and now you're a safety director
3: yes yeah. and I moved my way up in here and uh, I just I love teaching people I wrote the, the training program for my last company that I worked for at Capital Lumber and um, always love teaching people new things that's my passion also
1: so awesome the one thing I like about all the leaders at JFW is we've all been drivers for JFW you know so That's where we really have the automatic authority to speak on things is because we've done it. Uh, Myself, I started driving in 1999, so I've been in and out of trucks for, I guess, 24 years. Uh, I've owned a few businesses, so I understand that part of the business. Found myself uh, running over the road, local, regional, done food service, all those type jobs. And then I became a driver here at JFW. I probably have about a year and a half experience as a driver here. And then I ended up coming back and I've been in my position uh, now for about five years and that's just morphed into all sorts of different things. But basically, if it happens here, I have my finger on it, you Absolutely. know, as far as accidents or policies or things that we're trying to prevent, stuff like that. So, And I host the podcast and that's <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcast hostess with the most. Yeah, yeah,
5: that,
2: yeah. That's good stuff. And again, Jam, I kind of you know wanted to bring that up so people knew. You know, like like you mentioned, you, you've owned a couple businesses. You've had that background. You understand, you know, maybe dealing with an employee or, or what that's with. Right. You know, Ken, you've been in a leadership role at your other, you know, businesses. I know Super Dave didn't mention it, but he was our wash guy for a long time. Right. But that was his business. Right. He ran his own business. He knows the struggles of that. He knows what it takes to deal with a customer because he had his own customers. Then he's, you know, he's been here, uh, successful here with us for 30 years and, and the changes he's seen. And I guess that's what, you know, we're... When we advertise the podcast, we you know you know it was about truckers talking about truckers. We're truckers, yeah. You know we we have a background of knowledge and and you know will we go out and make a mistake? Absolutely. I am not saying we're perfect, but I am saying we have this. We have the I can pull on a scale, you guys, and not hit it. Right. I mean, or I can pull on a scale and go, oh shit,
5: I'm going to hit the scale and stop. And here's the thing: we have the knowledge to help you do the same thing. Exactly, right? We preach that. We talk about that. You know, we've learned from other people's mistakes. Learn from ours, or learn from someone else's. That's the key.
2: Yeah, Mm. yeah. And and listen to you a minute ago, Ken. When you when you said we had to, people had to stand up and talk about their their uh, accident in front of the committee, or in front of the group, or whatever, like that. That gave you accountability that just made that nervousness washes over me when i hear you say that because i don't want to be that driver that has to do that and i've mentioned it dozens of times on the podcast is my driving thing to be a better driver through the years was that's the boss's kid i bet he's an f up (laughs) and i had to prove everybody wrong no i'm i'm not and and i can't screw up because everybody's watching me I have to set that bar. Dave had to set that bar. And that that's our motivators, but everybody has to find that bar and create that. You know and and, and we, you know, Dave does his high road hauling. We we're all giving you a bar or some way to find a bar you want to set and achieve it. And you will have a happier life. It's it's the bottom line. So, I feel like I'm preaching.
1: Preach. Amen. (laughs) Making that
2: point. Oh, yeah.
1: So let's get into, uh, I mean, we've mentioned a couple of these things, but let's get into what's going on around JFW, what we've been contending with this week, things that are coming up, programs and stuff like that. Jim, did you want to kick that off?
2: Yeah, try to do it quickly, Jim. Um, Something we want to throw out there, and and we've discussed about it. And again, you know, in, in mine and Dave's positions, we talk to a lot of people, see a lot of people, we, we find out how other trucking companies are doing it, how they're doing things. And something that was mentioned to us, uh, Dave went to a deal with Kenworth that I, I mentioned to you guys a couple weeks ago. And one of the guys there um, in his business, his, his accident's down, he's getting phenomenal fuel mileage, his tire wear, and all the kind of stuff. And he, he told the whole group with Dave, he goes, listen, he says, my trucks are governed at 60 miles an hour. And he says 60 miles an hour is the magic number. I get my company gets killer fuel mileage. He said, you know, the tire wear, the accidents and everything like that. And he says, "You know what happens at 60 miles an hour?" He said, "I save so much fuel, I can afford to pay my drivers even more." Wow. And so, you know, I know before we started the podcast, somebody joked with me, "Have you ever driven 60 miles an hour?" No. <laughs> Okay, I don't drive sixty miles an hour. But we're gonna throw it out there. You know, help me out, brother Dave, that if anybody would we'd like ten guys that would like to have their trucks governed at sixty miles an hour and do what? Sixty days, ninety days? Probably ninety days, don't you think? At least
5: that's a big commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we will have our information in, thir- in 30. thirty days. Okay. Yeah. I, I think a thirty day commitment would be phenomenal.
2: We we'd love to have ten guys Volunteer to for 30 days to have their trucks turned down to 60 miles an hour that's the top speed cruise, pedal, nothing that's the top speed yep. and run around town here. Do all their dispatches, not come to dispatch and go, I can only drive 60 miles an hour, I can't go to fair play. Not, not that kind of volunteer, <laughs> right? Okay, right. we yeah. want just go. I do can't it. go to sterling, I only can't go, go 60 to sterling, miles yeah. an hour. I yep. can't run Coors. Yep. I only run 60 no, miles you're going to be in the slow lane, people are going to pass you, and you're going to drive 60 miles an hour. Yep. We haven't set the exact percentage, but we will offer a percentage bump of some kind if you volunteer.
5: After we get our volunteers, we need to sit down and have a discussion as a group and create it.
2: Yes, on what that percentage bump. So Absolutely. we get ten volunteers, your trucks get turned down to sixty miles an hour, and you get some kind of percentage bump for that thirty days. Yeah. And we'll discuss it as a group. So we're looking for volunteers. So
1: you could turn my RAM down for More money,
2: (laughs) right? You don't ever (laughs) drive (laughs) sixty. No, (laughs) it's a hard concept, really is. Yeah, yeah.
5: In talking to that, the owner of that—he's not the owner of that company, but uh, probably one of the highest-ranking employees there. After I met him, just cool dude, man. He's like us, been been in the business his whole life. You know, worked at that company his whole life. Everything about it, and they have trucks nationwide. They have. You know, they'll have, uh, when I say a port, a location in... They have one here in Colorado where they service out of. They have one in Louisiana, one in California. You know, they're big hubs in Pennsylvania. They, I mean, they have trucks nationwide, right? But he said, when you see those drivers come in at the end of the day, after just being chill in the seat, running 60 miles an hour, they are so relaxed. Mm-hmm. They are so refreshed. They're just... They just come out. They just pour themselves out of that truck like, hey, let's... Let's go let's run go to a marathon. The yeah, let's go to the gym. Let's go do that because they haven't been keyed up. They haven't been tense. They haven't been,
1: right.
5: you know, on the edge of that envelope. They're just sitting there watching life go by them, to a degree. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right verbiage by any means. You know, but I mean, I know when I pass those trucks on the road that are doing 60, I'm like, that guy's got to be pretty chill in there.
1: I know one guy. He probably doesn't even do 60 miles an hour. He should just jump right on us because he'll get a percentage bump and. He's already doing it.
2: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely. Hey, and then I think the other thing on the on the list here, and we need to talk about it. It's, it's coming down the road, and it is. I can't talk positively enough about it, but we're going to totally switch at some point. But right now, Brandon has a new dispatch program, you guys, and it's called XBE. Uh, again, XBE, and we'll need you guys to put that app on your phone, and I know, you know, we'll probably get some pushback. Hey, another app on my phone. Um, but it's going to be their dispatching app. It's going to be a lot like Axon that we have you guys in now. You're going to take a picture of your ticket. It'll be turned in. You know, we'll, we'll get to teaching you about it and how it works. Some of the pits like Morton, Fair Play, was it 28 Dave is the other pit? Um, yes. A few of those pits, you will have to do nothing nothing it's going to be if you have the app it's going to the app's going to tell them that you were at that pit and it will attach that load to your app to brandon and go so no picture no nothing and brandon i mean it's a great looking app you open it up has brandon at the top you're working for brandon you know it's our it's our number one customer our greatest customer so it's it's coming down the road you guys and probably in the next week or so we'll start to have guys uh you know send them out the information yeah, to, to use the xbe so yeah,
5: and that's xbe as in x-ray bravo edward XBE, X-ray, yeah. Bravo, Edward.
2: Absolutely, and we'll, we're going to use both of them, you guys. There's going to be Axon and an XBE for a while here. But again, it's it's the future. It's going to make us better, make Brandon better. We we have to jump on this stuff and be proactive. So just just want to mention that.
1: And it should streamline some things for dispatch.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I I think you know I don't want to talk badly about it. It's going to be those the learning curve.
1: It's going to be growing pains.
2: Yeah, growing pains. Right. Yeah, there's with everything great. There's growing pains. Right. So yeah, no, you're you're right, Jim. And I got I guess just the way the app shows. I I have the app on my phone already. Shows weather, mm-hmm. you know. Shows the you know Brandon shows the loads, all that kind of stuff. And you know, yeah, you'll have to have the GPS on on the app and that kind of stuff. But it it just it's we're looking to make ourselves better, and so is Brandon. Great. And, I think i mean i know we've talked about the light are we going to go over the light anymore at 119 i would just
1: say so just to add on that light because it wasn't just a guy that had the accident we put out a video on paycom yesterday it showed first a driver that almost had an accident there and then the driver that had the accident so it wasn't just a one-off that light changes from green to yellow to nothing very quickly so we just got to be super aware when we're turning south onto I-25 from Firestone Boulevard. If you don't have that green arrow, don't go because the car is facing eastbound. They're watching that green light. They're just, they're like... They're, they're waiting not, for that green light. They're, yeah, they're, it's a NASCAR they're race. Gotta, so yeah, that's the race. Yeah, they're yeah. ready to rock and roll, you know. So if they're watching the light and you're turning and they're not looking and, I mean, clearly we could have an accident there. So just please be very careful over at that intersection
2: yeah and then uh so we've talked a lot about scale uh mentioned the podcast being you know it's not mandatory but we want to make it mandatory because it needs to be mandatory
1: <laughs> i'd like to just speak on the scale and we, we did mention a little bit due to that driver's speed the damage was great right so when when i'm backing into my garage i go pretty slow and i have the windows down because if something does happen you could minimize the damage uh-huh. You know, if that driver was going slower and heard a little something, it would have been a lot better than the pretzel of a, of a DPF box that was left from, from that accident. So, you know, brother Dave says it all the time, speed kills, just slow down and you'll minimize the damage in a situation like that.
2: You know, yeah, i just feel like I just have so much to say, you guys, it's, it's, this just what you just would you back your pickup in slow if most people i bet they drive their vehicle slower than they're driving our trucks mm-hmm. like that's that's my point to that cuz they know there could be damage right. it's the same thing make that make that truck your vehicle cuz it is it is it, it it will help you in your future of employment with JFW
1: yeah cuz think about it let's say we couldn't get the parts to fix that DPF box right away or let's say you got into the fuel tank your truck is going to be down 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 you may be able to go drive another another truck or you may have to be doubled up with somebody but you're not going to be in your office you're not going to be in your comfortable space that you made yours so think well, about that a little i bit. mean
5: that's what i have in my closing notes jam is what brought you here right you know the majority of the people that talk to dave they're like oh i've seen your trucks it's the same thing mm-hmm. i just said i see them everywhere they're beautiful you know they're always clean there they're always out you know all of that stuff what if they just saw this fleet of carnage right right who would want to come to work here right no one right well be better than you are right now right you had a bad day today be better tomorrow yeah
1: Yeah. the guy the guy that hit uh that escalade i mean the front grill the bumper what if we couldn't i mean the, the truck was drivable well what if we couldn't fix that and make it look brand new again so quickly right You'd be driving around, and people would be looking at you like, "Wow, look at that driver! He doesn't—he doesn't know how to drive." The sad thing is, it wasn't even his truck. He wasn't even assigned that truck. The guy who drives that truck every day was on vacation. Mm. So imagine coming back to a truck that runs—it'll still go in your money, but you look like you don't know how to drive.
5: Yeah, and just look what it looks like to the state patrol. Oh yeah, I mean, Jam. Yesterday, I got on the highway. Got right up next to a truck that was, he did a really nice job. He scooted over to the middle lane for me, let me up on I-70 at Quebec there. I was like, oh, man, this guy's a superstar. He, guys, it was in like an old T2000 Peterbilt. It was a dark blue truck that had a light blue door. <laughs> it had a white hood. Oh, nice. When I got in front of it, it had no bumper. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I, this, I don't want to be anywhere things near this guy, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy. So, mm. yeah, I, you're not driving that truck, are you? Yeah.
2: yeah. Right? I, I want to mention something we haven't mentioned, and because I, 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 I've watched the video enough, I've seen it in the video. And the more important thing, and we've talked about damage, we've talked about the cost of things, we've talked about the downtime, and and the, the thing that we haven't been able to mention, or we didn't mention it because we just haven't thought about it is, and and all you guys watch the video is when we hit the escalade, we hurt the guy in the escalade. Mm. I mean we, we he you can see him bounce around in he the took escalade. A ride. And and I know he fled the scene, whatever the situation of why he fled the scene, but but we hurt the guy. Yeah, we know? talked
5: about it. We can't believe his side curtain airbags didn't blow
1: yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. we
5: dumbfounded by that. I mean,
1: exactly. Just to be clear, we don't really know if we hurt him. Okay, so the guy (laughs) bounced in the cab. There you go, (laughs) is what happened to him.
2: He went for a ride. He went for the ride in in, inside his Escalade. Yeah, (laughs) and so the thing is, is, is if the guy would have stopped, what are we facing? But that has nothing to do with that part of it. It's that could have been anybody's family member. Right, and we preach that too.
1: Oh, that makes me sick right there. I mean, it just it makes me feel funny, and then I get angry. Like if you if you ran that light and T boned my wife and kid, we got problems. Right. You know? It just that really puts it in perspective. And
2: everybody's gonna feel that way.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And it still goes back to that situational awareness. I'm like, what's the first thing you do when you clear an intersection? When you're gonna drive through an intersection, you have to have a green light, right? Mm. We had no light. We had no green arrow. But we went. It's mind-boggling, you know, and a couple of our videos, because we went back and got a little longer video, we're right behind a, a semi trailer with a van on, right? Yeah. A Schneider, right?
2: Yeah, big and, Schneider moving And down.
5: he's in front of us, so you can't see the light. We all talked about it. I don't know about you guys. I, I, my, situa- my situational awareness says, hey, I don't know if that's a green light or not. A big truck's gone through. Those aren't usually very long lights. I need to let him clear to see whether I have an arrow still or not, right? Right. And you you wait. First thing you do, oh, I got an arrow. I'll go. Oh, I don't have an arrow. I'll wait, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, these are fundamental movements you learn when you get your license. So things things we need to be aware of, things we need to be cognitive, back to those cognitive skills. So I do have a joke about it. Let's it, hear it. I, I, just, I have to break the ice a little bit. You know he got the new model Cadillac after that, right? <laughs> Instead of an Escalade, it's a Schmashcalade.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh,
2: you uh, must have thought of that one while you were taking a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: I had I some mean, time after the wine kicked in. Not that for escalated nothing, like, quick. Like, huh? oh. That escalated quick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and That's the party continues this morning.
1: <clears throat> Sucks to be that guy, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, what were you doing? Like how are you driving on the road where you get hit by a big truck and you gotta leave. Right. right? In an escalade. Right <laughs> yeah, in like, an Escalade. Like what are you doing wrong in your life? <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm telling I you, bet, he
5: was stoned. He got home, he took a little nap, he I came back it, out to go to Taco Bell and he was like, What happened to the escalade?
4: Was like,
1: Dude, where's my car? Yeah. His parents, name
4: was Little Johnny and <laughs> <laughs> he had took his dad's escalade. His yeah. parents oh, don't love took him his no dad's more.
1: Escalade. Yeah. Uh, right? Uh, next thing I want to talk about is uh, start times. So start times or dispatch times. We had some weather come in last night. It was raining this morning. Paycom announcements went out last night. We have a 6 a.m. start today. What time did you guys see uh, a truck headed up to Fry?
2: 5 to 5. <laughs> 5 to 5.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was before 5, Jim. Yeah, so five let's say... a.m. Probably a quarter to 5, right? So then we get on Samsara to see who it is. Well... There's two trucks headed up to Fry. So if we have a 6 a.m. start, there's a reason for that. Please don't leave before that. And we just talked about this either last week or the week before, right? We have a 6 a.m. start for a reason. We're waiting for our customers to decide what we need. Maybe the plants are already stuffed. We're not prepared to support you yet. Everyone's planning on you leaving at 6 or being here at 6. You know, if you left at 6... I mean, that's probably going to be okay. Yeah. But a 6 a.m. start means be here at 6. Be out of the yard by 7. We have a slow start for a reason. Unless you think you're better than the 100, 100 other people that work here, you got to respect that.
5: I feel like that's situational awareness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they didn't, they didn't check their paycom announcements. That's I mean,
4: what it was. They didn't look at dispatch.
1: Well, how did Isn't they that know? that situational how did, awareness? How guys? did they know where to go this morning? If they didn't look at their dispatch, what right. are they going to go do?
4: I don't, Sorry, Super. Let me just ask one yeah. question, and it's because I've never gotten dispatched on Axon. Mm-hmm. But we send out a system message ahead of time talking mm-hmm. about start, start time. times. Is it also in your dispatch? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, and I, I guess there are two jammers. I, I don't want it to be confused because I don't think they got that dispatch, but we were asking for extra loads all last week mm-hmm. and I don't know if that extra load is dispatched on their dispatch or just asked <clears throat> so are we are you know situational awareness agree with all you guys all that right. kind of stuff the thing is is back to your situa- situational awareness it rained most of the afternoon yesterday all night long right all this morning it was raining when you left do you think we need an early load out of fries right A- and that's the work with us work situational awareness
5: <laughs> Two words. Uh,
2: if you guys can only see Brother Dave's face. How do you situational it? awareness. It's like
5: all I want to say is an F word in front of it that ends in I-N-G. Picture that situational awareness. Fawning. <laughs> Falling situational awareness. I don't understand what he means. Yeah,
2: every, every time we talk about something, I'm trying to make it better or drive the, drive the situation home. It's like doing the podcast. We usually try to start right at seven. Mm. You're
5: trying, trying to create situational awareness. I,
2: I've been here since five <laughs> o'clock, just sitting here.
1: Wait, waiting for Kendrick.
5: What else,
2: Jam? We got we got a lot more to. I was a late. I was here at six forty-five. When you mentioned Howard Stern, I feel like I'm just going to get hate mail over this podcast. So. Uh-huh.
1: Well <laughs> hate comments on Facebook.
5: I've just I've watched the Howard Stern podcast and I just want to know when we're gonna start getting some of those guests. <laughs> yeah. I, I am Kendrick, not taking my clothes no off. He's got some pretty hot guests, man. Yeah. Wow. So isn't it called
2: the Simeon? <laughs> oh man. Next What's we're gonna simian? start Vibro Thursday. <laughs> There's a blast from the past. Oh boy. <laughs>
1: All right, moving on. So we've been doing that uh, Bernco Hall, and there is a soft spot in the staging area at Bernco.
5: I thought you were going to say in your heart for that hall.
1: There is. If I was driving, I'd want to be on that hall. I yep. know Randy was looking for uh, hard wires on that. If I was a driver, I would have volunteered for that hall. Nice. Yep, absolutely.
3: When you do pull in off of Titan Road um, Parkway and you're going into the plant on the right side about – There's some blocks, and then about three feet away from those blocks, that whole area is soft. We did have a driver that was trying to move over because it's uh, two-way traffic going in and out of that plant on that same road. So he moved over to let another truck out, and when he went in, he started to crank his wheel, and that just started to plow. Mm. So we had him turn his wheel back, turn it a little bit to the right, back up that got him back up onto a solid surface and then he was able to turn left and then pull out. So if you're turning the wheel and you're still going straight, please just stop because something's not right. Your tires, you're just plowing it.
5: I want to know when we're the only ones hauling that. Why do we have trucks having to wait outside?
3: There's still other companies bringing in the sand there.
5: Oh, so we have to wait on the sand trucks to get out of the way. Okay. Good answer.
3: And then we also sometimes had like five of our trucks that showed up at the same time. And there's an not enough room back there. I don't know if they're waiting up at the fair play for, to ride along buddies. And so they have someone to talk to on the way down. So Instead of I'm, listening now to the podcast. on both ends of the hall. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Situational awareness. Sh- right? Sharing, sharing your money, I guess.
5: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Sharing paychecks.
5: Yeah. That doesn't make sense.
2: The, the next one's gotten me baffled, though, Jim. Can, yeah, you, can you spit that one out? The it's, next
1: two. It's kind of weird because I'm reading it as Kendrick was talking. I'm like, do we really need to say that? Like It should be a no-brainer. Well, but well,
2: Where did it come from? Did we do that? I right? think maybe
1: we tried to do it or went to do it or somebody did it. I bet our listeners or,
5: are dying to know already. Yeah.
1: It's so a- the note says, no passing in the canyon. Right. What? And we're talking I have two about, words.
5: I bet you guys can't guess what they are. Situational Situational awareness. awareness.
1: Ah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really know how to elaborate on that. But if you're in a canyon, first of all, the canyon's pretty much double yellow lines the whole way through. If you got somebody going slower than you, you just got to be patient. It's too dangerous. Yeah. That's how people get killed in the canyon. That's how they die. Yeah, is passing where you shouldn't pass. Yeah. So I don't even really want to hop on that too much. And then the same one, 285. So now that we're doing that fair play run a lot, on Highway 285, only pass in designated areas and make sure you can actually pass. Do so carefully, so.
5: Dude, a a loaded truck can't pass things. You know what I mean? Hard enough for an empty truck. I mean, you've got something, when I say 75 feet long, the trucks and trailers aren't that long, right? But they need minimum that much movement in front of that other vehicle to get in front of it. You need two truck links to get in front of that vehicle you're passing and it man it is not worth it no matter how slow you think you're going time it yep. i mean if it's going to cost you 5 minutes and you need paid for that we will gladly pay you if you're that desperate to put yourself in harm's way or someone else in harm's way oh my gosh you, number one you just probably shouldn't even be working here mm. you shouldn't be that person here so
2: yeah i think that's where the whole the situation the whole <laughs>
5: everything's situational awareness
2: yeah but the whole i was gonna say that's the whole situation that that 60 miles an hour your truck being governed at 60 miles an hour takes away from that right because you you can't do that right and so there's no need to do that and you're safer better fuel mileage better on the truck better on the equipment better on you better on you
3: there's the the safer for everyone else Mm
2: -hmm. right yeah yeah
3: and especially going up 285, uh, now that the motorhomes and campers are going to be starting to pop out, you're going to have to really watch it going up there, and you're not having the opportunity. And if the individuals about the canyon, if they're talking about passing coming down the canyon or going up the canyon on 285 at Turkey Creek, that's definitely not a place that you want to be passing in. Just keep it in the slow lane. And
1: Yeah. And you want to talk about perception, now that we got a sea of red trucks going up and down 285 again to fair play right. i mean we got to be on our best behavior absolutely you know, and do things the right way i was
2: just going to mention that you know wonderful haul we picked up burn co you know better better relationship with brand and all that kind of stuff but that doubled our loads out of fair play mm-hmm. so it doubles our exposure doubles uh you know th- that's all i think of oh oh we got a haul. Oh, that's great and then i worry about all the things it means to us yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Historically, we get call-ins from the public. Absolutely. From yeah. that hall, you know. So, Why? <clears throat> uh, typically, speed. Speed is a big one. And
5: what causes that?
1: Situational awareness.
5: Human error, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they don't have the cognitive skill right. that provides them to use their situational awareness. Sure. Right? I mean, it, it, fundamental. These are fundamental things.
1: Yep. Next on the list should also be pretty fundamental no texting even if your phone's in a dash mount so great for you to have your phone on a dash mount because that prevents you from looking down at your phone and handling your phone but you still can't text and drive i mean if you're focused on text messaging your phone and a phone mount you're not focused on what you need to be focused on so keep that in mind the next one we've already carried uh, covered and then eric burnham this was interesting He says we're starting to see more wildlife coming out onto the roadways. So be very careful and remember that sometimes you may just have to hit something, you know, in regards to wildlife instead of getting into a wreck. So, you know, I just picture like a squirrel running out in the middle of the road. You lock it up and end up going in a ditch or something. You know, I would rather see the squirrel move on. Right. You know, same thing with deer, elk, you know, it's just... You know, if you could get stopped and there's nothing behind you, great. But right. you've got to look at a lot of things really quick to know that you could do that safely.
5: I think there's some acronym for swerving for for animals. I, I can't remember what it is. Huh. I thought something sticks in my mind because, I mean, it's an animal or a ditch and lay a truck over or something like that. Huh. I mean, we can repair that truck pretty easy, the yeah. front of it, for right. hitting a deer or an elk versus yeah. laying that whole unit over in a ditch or, right. you know, swerving into oncoming traffic oh, yeah. or i mean i mean there's so many worse things rather than hold your lane don't panic right break you know do the best you can and yeah. that's that's yeah. that's called situational awareness yeah if you kill
1: somebody about it yet but if you kill somebody trying to avoid a rabbit I mean, <laughs> yeah how's that gonna make you feel right you know
2: yeah it's it's a good it's a good note from eric and just like all you guys are saying it, it sounds terrible but take the animal yep
4: Thank God I saved that rabbit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Joanne shot me an email on a couple things. She wanted to remind everybody to clock out on Fridays. This seems like a very common weekly occurrence. This week, Joanne had to go into about 14 people's time cards. She's got to go do the research first to see what truck they're in. Then she's got to go into Samsara and see what time you got back to the yard to clock you out. It's your responsibility to clock out. If you want to get paid, clock out, right? Uh, She also put a note, please clock in when you leave the yard. Make sure you're clocked in and make sure you clock out when you get back to the yard. Also, trainers should clock in as instructors in cab or shadow, and the trainees should be training in cab or shadowing. So definitely use the right job description. That helps her with payroll to get you paid the right way.
5: I mean, it shouldn't be difficult if you're using situational awareness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think the that's great notes, Jam. And, and I think there's other companies out there. You know, she, she's done the research. She made sure you were paid. She's done all her stuff. She was, she was your hero. And all she's asking you guys to do is sign out on your time cards. Right. And I know other companies, they just wouldn't pay you for Friday. Right. It was incomplete. Whether you worked all day or not, whether you had a start time, that's incomplete. Right. They may take care of it the next week, right. but that week it's not going on. So why, why are you guys putting your stuff on somebody else? Yep. Why are you taking, making it a responsibility of one of your other teammates?
5: I got a question for you, Kendrick. What yes. would Bill Belichick say to that?
2: Do your job. <laughs> you also wouldn't start next week, I bet. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd be sitting yeah. on the bench. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, to your point, most companies, if there's a mistake, the mistake is on you. Nobody's yeah. nobody's coming to help you. You got to figure it out. They probably won't even tell you that there's a problem. You'll have to realize there was a problem and then get it taken care of. So, uh, the other thing Joanne wanted to bring up, and we just brought this up a few weeks ago as well, your driver settlements are only to check to be sure that all your tickets are entered and accounted for. The driver settlements don't show your percentage bump or anything like that. When she sends out the checks on Wednesdays for your approval, that's where you'll be able to see your percentage bump breakdowns and stuff like that. If you need help with this, Joanne's happy to show you. Just come upstairs after you're, you're done for the day and she'll walk you through it on Paycom where you can find all that information.
2: And most of the time, too, if all your tickets are on there, it's going to be correct. Because then the percentage bump and all that kind of stuff happens automatically. Right. The first piece is make sure all your tickets are on there and they're mm-hmm. dated correctly. Yep.
1: Easy, easy steps. Yep. Yeah, I know when I was driving, at the end of the day, I would take a picture of my ticket report. It would just have all my tickets and my weights on there. I know we do it in Axon now, so mm-hmm. it's a little different. But I would come up with some system where <laughs> when I get my driver's settlement, I could just match all those ticket numbers and be like, everything's there you know so yep yep all right ken uh we appreciate you coming on today you recently went down to was it the cmca yes and uh you got to sit on on their safer program yes you want to tell us a little bit about that
3: sure uh jr and I, jr and i got to go down to cmca and went through this safer defensive driving method and it uh, is just an acronym for SAFER, which is uh, S stands for the C, the hazards. And so when you're identifying and see hazards as soon as possible, um, an example would be a car that's weaving down the road. You see a pickup truck that's hauling scrap metal and it's piled up and has one strap going across it. Um, there's a potential of that material falling off and falling in front of your vehicle uh, a ladder that might be on top of <laughs> a ladder that might be on top of a van, and uh, they've got five ladders stacked up, and again a bungee cord holding them on. Uh, I've got a question for you guys: Have you ever seen a good ladder laying on the in the middle of the highway? That right next
1: it. to the good couch. That would be a good question <laughs> for Marty.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Marty's <laughs> got a couple. Yeah. Um, no, but usually, the time not, I've
1: seen a ladder on the highway, it's destroyed.
3: And so usually that ties into why we want you to have that four seconds of distance between the vehicle in front of you and our truck, because when that ladder comes out from the vehicle in front of you that ran over it, um, it can puncture a tire, it can rip out airlines, it can damage our trucks. Uh, you might swerve to miss it just like we were talking about with wildlife. So you always want to, uh, have that gap because and be aware of the potential hazards that are out on the road.
5: Kendrick, I have to jump in there right quick. Sure. <clears throat> and, and I'm like, I'm just grabbing everything you're saying, right? And I want to like jump in there on one word you used. You said, we want you to have a four-second following distance. What What is recommended when you
3: get your license? Well, that's, yeah, of course it's by the, it's 10 seconds for, or excuse me. It's one car, truck length for every 10 miles an hour going under 40. And then it increases by one second over 40. Does that <laughs> yes. make sense? back up. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never was. heard that before. <laughs> truck lengths? One second I, for your truck length. For every 10 feet of your truck, excuse me. If you have a 40-foot truck, then it's four seconds.
2: Are you up to the mic? Ken, just make oh, sure you so. don't. <laughs> I didn't know if he's cutting
5: this. Everybody's kind of stopped. <laughs> no, we're, we're yeah, we're, we're this discussion, and I, we'll we'll kick it out. My only you. goal is like we're just following up and and saying hey, this is the minimum right, right. That's recommended in the in the United States right. Jim and Dave j- just didn't make no. up this rule, and I, and I'm not I'm not pointing fingers, Kendrick. I'm trying to drive the point home like. This is the minimum recommending recommended recommendation, right, right? From, from the United States. Any state you go in, that's the minimum recommended time distance. So when we have a driver that gets an alert and it's sent to us and they're one second behind that car they're following, like, right. I'm not following too close, and you right. send them the video, and they're like, still arguing, still arguing, and it's like, dude,
1: yeah, look. Do- just so you know, what we, we discuss here typically is four seconds following distance uh, at 45 miles an hour, and then one second more for every 10 miles an hour. Over and the way 55.
3: they described it was one second every 10 feet of your vehicle length at speeds below 40, and then for speeds that are over 40 miles an hour, they add an additional second for safety. Gotcha. Yeah, so, That so is
5: definitely saying the same thing. Basically, right? Yeah, yeah, that's
3: cool. And agree in tying on to yours that uh, when we show individuals the one second of time and even now with one and a half seconds it's not until they have an incident where they look to adjust the radio they look to grab something out of their lunchbox they are typing hopefully nothing uh, they're looking at something on their phone and then all of a sudden their eyes come back to the traffic and traffic's come to a stop right and then they realize how much it takes to get that truck stopped in such a short period of time.
5: Yeah. Just just like we use the saying, you know, four seconds following distance is the minimum. Who else is in this room has heard the saying, your life just changed in one second? Uh, yep. Right? That's from those people that didn't give themselves four seconds because they just chose one. Their right. life just changed in one second because yep. they just had a life-altering accident in one second.
2: The... Might sound stupid, but so one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three, one thousand four. That's pretty slow, right? <laughs> yeah. But how 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 fast did that just seem? I mean, did I did I take a bunch of your guys' time up? Right. No. Right. And and I, I want to clarify. How do you measure that? Because because I don't ever know. Have we ever talked
3: about how we measure that? Um, we do, when we go over it with. Our drivers, uh, when they have a alert that comes up on Simsera about falling too close, so we will ask them to find a fixed object, a road sign, um, a Yarn barrier, stake. a flag, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then you, Mile when marker. the back of that vehicle ahead of you passes that, start your counting like you just did. And then when the front of your vehicle gets to that same marker, then... That's how far you are away from them. That's the that's the following distance. Yes. Yeah.
2: In four seconds, just isn't a whole lot, is it, guys? And I if know I, it's I leave mo- that big I, a gap. Cars just pull in it. Right. You're right, Dave.
1: They, they take away your following distance. It's your job as a professional to create that distance again. Right. Because what are we going to
2: do? Sorry. We're
1: going to control. Right. The situation.
5: Yeah. Because we have situational
1: awareness. <laughs> Plus, also, some of those cars might actually create that distance for themselves because they're not going to be there very long. Right. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead, Ken. Sorry. You're fine. Um, so it's, it's interesting that you guys have been bringing this up, this whole conversation, and um, a lot of this has been, as we were even talking about it before the podcast, that if you're a professional driver, you know all of this. And putting it's it easy. into action, it really is just what I do every day or what we do every day. So um, always be to avoid to see the hazards. You can slow down your you're driving so that you can have a longer reaction time and be able to see ahead. Uh, You're looking 15 seconds ahead or a quarter mile when you're on the interstate or a highway. Adjust your speed for road conditions, weather and traffic, and then keep your eyes and head moving every five to eight seconds. So when I say keep your head moving, I don't mean just bobbing your head while you're (laughs) riding in the truck like a bobble (laughs) doll. But you're looking at your mirrors, you're looking on your right side, you're looking at your spot mirror, you're looking at your curb mirror, you're looking at your your driver's side mirror. You're watching your gauges. You Scan. should know what you know, the roadway. You should know what your speed is. You should know if you've got an alert on your dashboard that something's wrong with the truck. So that uh, basically wraps up your seeing your hazards. The A stands for anticipate actions. So you always have a plan or an out so that you're always if you have a hazard, you see that hazard, that ladder fell off and it's now in front of you. Is there a vehicle on your right? Is there a vehicle on your left? Where are you going to go? Can you brake? Is someone on your backside and too close? You
5: would know that because you're scanning the road.
3: Because you're scanning everything. You're watching and you, again, you know you're aware of what's going on around your vehicle, situational awareness.
5: You're anticipating the actions of others and changing situations what do you use in changing situations (laughs)
3: situational Situational awareness awareness. (laughs) so if you're anticipating their actions it doesn't just mean uh drivers or things that are falling off trucks you also have to be watching the weather we have a truck that's going up to wyoming today and it's 300 400 miles away so what's going on here doesn't necessarily mean that it's not snowing up in wyoming It's elevation change. It's a road that the driver's not familiar with. He was asking a lot of questions. I spent 11 years in Wyoming, so I was answering a lot of questions. Told him a couple places to go eat. Um, But, you know, he needed to make sure that he has his chains on him, uh, that he has the key for the chains, for the cam locks, uh, that he has winter gloves, that he has the appropriate jackets, uh, gear, just to make sure that if he does run into a storm, he's going to be okay and be able to get through it so anticipate what your actions are going to be to deal with all these different changes um what else do i have and then some of the uh some of the clues uh, about um and warning indicators include cars passing you they may cut back in front of you into your lane too quickly. A stale green light can change at any moment causing you to the traffic or you to have to stop abruptly. Road warning signs providing indicators of changing road conditions, pedestrians, runners and bicyclists on the or near the roadway. Motorcycles, they can stop and maneuver quickly. And also when there is a motorcycle in front of you, your view of uh, your eyesight, your vision will drop down and you're not going to be looking up ahead because it's a smaller vehicle. And so you're going to be looking down and now you're not going to be able to see or be aware of what's going on up ahead, a quarter mile, 15 seconds ahead of you. So all these different things change your perspective as you're driving along during the day. Uh, Then it goes to F for find space. So creating space and managing it so you have time to react to potential dangers. So controlling what's going on around your truck, adjusting your speed. If somebody's riding alongside you and they're trying to pass you and you're going to fair play and you're doing the 65, but uh, you know the lane's going to be ending up ahead and you're in that right lane, slow up and let them pass you. There's no sense in keeping up with them and running them off the road or you getting run off the road. You're going to run out of space. So again, control the space around you, know what's behind you. Um, Space can be created by adjusting your vehicle speed, increasing following distance, making a lane change, giving the right away, maintaining visual awareness, and always planning ahead and not being complacent. Uh, your space can be managed by and this will go into Oh, well, if I leave four seconds in front of me, somebody's going to cut in front of me uh, That can be managed by following your di- or your following distance removing distractions managing speed vehicle positioning Maintaining visual awareness not driving aggressive being patient and being alert so um, and finally it's uh your E is, well, and that's not finally, excuse me. E is a fear for evaluate your conditions. So evaluating your conditions, it's that the road and highway conditions are constantly changing due to many different variables. Uh, the traffic conditions can be created by weather, rain, snow, sleet, fog, uh, accident and correct crash scenes, heavy traffic volume, animals on the roadway, debris on or Damage to roadways, construction zones, implements, or of husbandry, or slow-moving vehicles on the way, on the roadway, and traffic control device malfunctions. So, of uh, just even driving on I-76, most everybody knows coming eastbound, going over the bridge, on uh, going over I-25. It doesn't matter what lane you're in. There's major dips, and there's, it's very hard on the trucks. You hit those at 65, 70 miles an hour. You could blow out a tire. You can do damage to the truck. The suspensions aren't built for it. Um, so you're actually creating another hazard for yourself just by road conditions, and that's not including weather. It's not including all the other things that you find on the roadway during your daily drive.
5: Right, you know what evaluate conditions reminds me of
3: situational awareness
5: (laughs) it's the same word
3: like i said most of this we (laughs) all of us already know but again it's a good point if you're ever going into a new course or or going into a class it's important that you try and find things that apply to you and that you can learn something from Um, so again, we did find it very informative, but the last one is R for react. And so when you're reacting, um, you obviously don't want to just jerk the wheel and, uh, flip the truck over because you were trying to avoid that rabbit. Um, but with the prior planning and knowing what's around your truck, you're going to have an out. You're going to know what you can and can't do. Can, is there a car on my right? So can I move over? Um, Now all these different steps have prepared you so that you can react safely and keep the truck uh, all together and keep you safe. So as a driver, it is important to react to constantly changing situations. Uh, there are many things that you can do as a driver to, a situa- to situations as reducing your speed, increasing following distance, covering the brake pedal, changing lanes, stopping, communicating, and many more. Be defensive with your actions, react early and often. And when you react by communicating, communicating, including making sure that the others see you, ways you can communicate include using your turn signals like four seconds while, before you change lanes and going into that blind spot, use of your, use of your flashers, use of your headlights, tapping the horn and brake lights. So again, it's just, I hate to say that it's common knowledge because it doesn't <laughs> seem to be common knowledge anymore. And so whether you've owned your own truck, or you're like me where you've come from a different company where you were not responsible for taking care of your truck, you weren't held to that higher standard, that higher bar that Jim was talking about earlier, you have to do that here. We expect a lot from you because we expect you to do your job. We offer the training to get you to be knowledgeable, to do all the different road conditions, Super Dave does a great job of interviewing you and making sure that you are to our caliber and that you are a good driver. And then JR takes over, or I take over, and we do the orientation, and then we work with you. We are always at your disposal to help you out with whatever situation. Um, and one of the biggest things that it said in the uh, at the end there in the, the React is just stop and you've heard that time and time and again on the podcast so i think that's one thing that i definitely took away is a lot of the things that you heard through this whole thing we've already discussed and we continue to talk about on a weekly basis
5: i think the safer program would make you a safer driver see hazard anticipate actions find space evaluate conditions and react i think it's a great program
2: it seems kind of an oxymoron until you really think about it is the react to just stop right stopping doesn't seem like reacting
3: but but the reaction is stopping
5: yeah
2: Mm. just stop the just stop the pain
3: (laughs) if you look at all the incidents that we've been talking about today whether it's going through the light and they would have just stopped right it wouldn't have occurred no if he would have stopped before going on the scale rolled down the window Look out the window. See where, you, how far you are on the driver's side. Wow, I'm two feet over. Well, you're going to be hitting the scale on the other side, on the passenger side. Yep. And so
1: backing up, not sure if you're going to hit some. Stop. stop. Putting the trail in the air, not sure if you're level.
3: Stop. stop. I'm yeah. stuck. How, how did I? Up. Yeah, you guys. How did I, I react to that?
5: I stopped. I <laughs> stopped.
3: And are sounds we, like
5: situational awareness.
3: <laughs> and I would much rather somebody make fun of me. Wow, you got out of your truck five times to back into that spot? Sure did. Absolutely. (laughs) Did I hit anything? What does Mike
5: Bortz say? Yep. Pulling forward is free. Free. Backing into something costs a fortune. Yep. Yep.
1: Good job, Ken. Yeah, good job, Ken. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you going down there and partaking in that. Uh, questions from the audience, Arturo Mendoza and was it John Moore? Did you mention it? It was. Yeah.
2: He texted yeah. me last night, Jim.
1: Yeah. So they both want to know, can we get a fuel cloud tablet here at the main yard to make fueling easier?
5: The answer is yes. I've called working on it.
1: Okay, great. Well, that's progress. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit harder job than just. Buying a tablet, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could go to Best Buy or order one online if it were that simple.
1: But we yeah. get one on Amazon here today, right? But it's exactly. More complicated yeah. than yeah. The actual. It has to
5: be hardwired in. Yeah. Case cover, you know, weather protected. Right. You know, yada yada yada. Nothing we do here is simple. Right. But it is right.
1: <laughs> so did you get a hold of the guy that did it at Yard Twenty Three? <laughs>
5: I'm working
2: on it. Got it.
1: So, so, got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: Hey, hey, and on those lines, and I know it's going to stop, but I just watched it happen the other day. If you're in and up at yard 23 and you were hauling salt, which we just did, I think we're doing it today or Thursday or something, right. th- Friday, um, and it's the last load of the day and nobody's there, get fuel. Right. If, if nobody's over there, get fuel. The, it, it is the same
1: fuel. It's the same company. I don't know if you... I mean, you know, even if somebody is over there and...
2: Yeah, yeah, if there's two people, yeah, it doesn't mean like it has to be empty, but grab fuel over there. I mean, clearly I'm going to drive this home during the podcast, but that's situational awareness. Jam, you can't, the announcement for the
1: podcast, you can't name it situational awareness. You
2: can't. Uh,
1: The title. Uh, I do need to come up with a title.
5: You can just call me SIT for short.
1: Uh, Jack Oquendo Mejia, he wants to know, Since we're not moving trucks one through nine to yard yard twenty three, can we blade or smooth out the parking spots in spots one through nine, and then also the guys in the red lot have brought up the same thing. So, I mean, I think we have plans to do that. What are we waiting for, Scooby?
2: Yeah, and it it was a weather thing, you know. And again, I, I know the blades here. We moved it over here, and then this week it's raining. So we just need to dry it up. We got no frost in the ground, or shouldn't have
5: any more. So yeah, right. def- definitely on it, guys. We'll. Yeah, and I know we'll, Scooby was grading the red lot yesterday. Was, oh, he? was oh, he? Oh, was he? Was working on it. Good. We have all this recycled asphalt that we can't get to today, which would be a perfect day to do it, but we didn't. You know, we right. didn't have any situational awareness. Looking forward to the weather. We can't get to the recycled asphalt pile because we have to drive through the mud to get to it. Mm. So we need to. We need to plan that a little better. You got know, it. and obviously when we're busy, we're trucking. Right. We're not working on our own yard, you because right. we're working for paying customers. So we gotta, yeah, we just need to take a, a few minutes, get a few loads over here, then we can move it with the skid steer or the blade or the loader. Or, you know what I mean? We just, just gotta make it happen. So gotcha. yeah, I know has started on it.
2: Okay. Perfect. And and I love the questions. Ask the questions. Yeah, Br- the questions bring, are great. Bring the questions.
1: I mean, that's the whole purpose of the question for the audience yeah. segment of the yeah. podcast is yeah. we want to know what's on your mind. Yeah, Yeah.
5: I have a question for Jack. Jack, if we grade that and make that nice back there, will you park back there?
1: (laughs) I think he's talking about the truck parking. And I'm talking about the car parking. The cars are supposed to park in the truck spots over there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh,
4: But that's something, too, to grade that part of the yard. We'll have to announce
5: ahead of time for the people to park. Good point, Dave. Yeah, Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, Totally
1: uh before we move on so ray did send me some tips and tricks like 10 minutes before the podcast started so i'm gonna try to get through that but <laughs> i did see if you guys haven't heard uh alexa Bartel, she was a girl that was killed by uh somebody threw a rock at her car did you guys mm-hmm. hear about that over in uh, Arvada? On, no? indiana did, did they no. get the guy they found they arrested three 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 guys for nice. that murder probably yeah. teenagers i'll bet They are teenagers uh well or young men because they're naming their names so they're not minors oh. but they arrested three people yeah they they threw a, a rock at this at cars and they actually killed a girl wow yeah she's
3: on indiana going up by yep arcosa yep just yep. to the east of it wow and she was on the phone with a friend of hers and all of a sudden the line went dead and her friend was able to track her phone went to the site and found her that she's down in the ditch with a rock came through the windshield wow it's been happening on highway 93 um all through jeffco
1: 128 what? highway 72 What sick right I, f- I mean i got a lot of words yeah. yeah so
3: those those especially when you have daughters it's like yeah
1: those three people they probably weren't thinking they were going to I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. They weren't thinking at all.
2: Yeah, even if they but, didn't kill anybody, they, no, no respect for... Sorry, right, Dan. Yeah, I'm, no, you're...
1: Makes me that, sick. That's why I brought it up, because it's really been bugging me this week. I mean, I'll show you a picture of the girl. It's just it's just terrible. It's so sad. But I'm so glad that they they actually... Here's a picture of the girl that they killed. I'm just so glad that they caught the guys. Right. That that, that needs to be taken care of. Absolutely. You know? So they're all charged with first-degree murder. Fantastic. Perfect. I hope I hope they all get what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tips and tricks from Sean Ray Davis. He wants to talk about dropping, hooking a trailer. When hooking to a trailer, check your fifth wheel plate and that your fifth wheel blocks are locked under the fifth wheel. If you're pulling an end dump. So what he's talking about is when we're end dumping, our fifth wheel plate on the trailer is flexible. Our fifth wheel will get pinned or locked where that, does not have any flex in it everybody's seeing you know a bobtail going down the road your fifth wheel if you look at the fifth wheel typically they're going to be angled up at like i don't know less than 45 degrees but you'll be able to tell that yeah. that's the flexible part not the case when we hauling end dumps because is it the apron or what would you call that part yeah the apron yeah. plate on the trailer yeah the is apron the apron plate on the trailer is flexible so yeah. uh if you're if you, you also want to make sure we have the permanent slip disks that are now installed in the fifth wheels themselves. Otherwise, you need to grab a slip disk. But right? those prevent us from having to grease the fifth wheels, which is nice. Uh, let's see. If you are using a slip disk, you may need help getting that placed correctly. Uh, you may need somebody to hold that uh, the, the fifth wheel apron, the apron plate up, so you can back under it. And you want to make sure your airbags are deflated before pulling under the trailer. <clears throat> you also want to move that hydraulic line out of the way to make sure we don't back into that or break that. And then once, under, once you're under the trailer, <clears throat> you can inflate your airbags back all the way up before pulling forward. And make sure that your fifth wheel is locked. I like to duck under there with a flashlight, make sure the bar is going across the kingpin
5: and that the handle is locked and that
1: the handle is locked yeah, yes, the ha- all the, all the handles
5: on all the fifth wheels have a jagged edge yep. that once it goes in it slides over and you can't pull that handle out
1: yep and remember the legs are aluminum so if they're still on the ground you could bend them if you go to pull forward while they're still down so what you would do in that case right you're hooked up but you can't get the the landing legs up you got a trailer that you could put up in air Put your trailer in the air yep. until those legs come off the ground. Yep. Make sure when you're hooking up, all the lines they are properly secured and not dragging on the catwalk. Make sure your butterfly valve is tight. <clears throat> you want to do that. If your butterfly valve is not tight, one of the first indicators will be when you go to put your trailer down, it's going to have some bounce in it, okay? If you tighten up that butterfly valve, it should take care of that problem. Make sure you do a good pre-trip and all the lights are working, the top is working correctly. And take your trailer up off the saddle to make sure that goes up in the air. Make sure your gate <coughs> can be open, but also make sure it's closed before you leave the yard. Hope you also stay safe out there. Much love and respect always. RayRay0012. And remember, safety has no blind spot. And let's be more situationally aware what? Of, of our surroundings.
5: I love Ray Ray. Man, you guys. Hero. There's one thing I want to add to that. That he, you know, he, he kind of touched upon it, but mm. we need to drive it home. All of those aluminum landing legs that we have, they're called pipe and pin. When we pull the pin out, we slide the pipe up, which is the landing leg. Mm. We put the pin back in. We need to be damn sure that pin is secured, mm. holding that that leg in. We have had so many pins come out. And coincidentally, it's it's almost always on a trailer we've just dropped and swapped or mm-hmm. dropped and hooked or hooked up to mm-hmm. or whatnot. Which means, you know, it ran six hours and it took that long for that pin to vibrate out because it wasn't latched properly. Huh. And it, it is a big deal. Yep. I mean, it is a big deal. We've had those legs come out. They're, they're grinding down the road, just bouncing there. Mm. And then they break away. You know, they they, they, they peel, the, they the, peel the, the outer layer of what they're in mm. out, right? And then that leg goes out. We drive over it with the trailer. It could fly up and go through someone's windshield you just like somebody. that girl that was killed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, every situation we're in, we need to have situational awareness. We need to be aware of those things. We had a car damaged a year ago, right, Jim? And, and yeah. of course, that leg came out, and we found the lowest vehicle ever made, <laughs> right? That ran over it. I mean, we we dented the oil pan, we broke the spoiler, we ruined the hit gas the, tank, we hit the exhaust. yeah hit the exhaust. I mean, I think we had five thousand dollars damage to the bottom of the bottom side of this Pretty damn sure car. Like fifty
2: three hundred bucks.
5: Yeah, go. I mean, it was you know, and of course, we're the type company. We're we could have fought that, we could have denied that, but it was our landing leg, right? We failed at doing that, and. You know all of these things are not mechanical failures; they're not right? It's a human error, right. and these are the things we talk about, you know just just with super Dave, myself, and Jim, I did the math while we were you know talking about it, but we have a hundred and seven years of experience just between three of us in here, right? right? Well over one hundred and ten or one hundred and fifteen adding jam and Kendrick to it. and we've seen these things, right. We talk about these things to make you situationally aware. I know when any one of us go out and we're helping a guy hook up to a trailer and we pin that leg, that leg damn sure is not going to come out on our shift, right? No. We know that fifth wheel is latched closed. We know that butterfly is correct. We know those airlines aren't dragging the deck plate. We've we've done this. We know how to do it. And, and we preach about it. You know, we... we Gosh, I mean, you could just go on and on and on. You know, I mean, sometimes Jim and I carpool, you know, two, three days a week. We'll get here and I'm sure everyone thinks we sit just to look at the trucks. We're actually talking about business because it's one of the few times that we have to ourselves where we can have private conversations without people around about private things that we need to deal with. And a truck will go by leaving the yard and his his lights are out. And it's like, hey, double O, whatever. Did you know your lights are out? Well, they were working, <laughs> Well, when were they working? Last week? Because they weren't working just now. You, know, you just left pulling out from your supposed pre-trip inspection you know, 30 seconds ago, right? Someone drives out. Hey, your gate's open. Oh, I, I forgot to grab it. Dude, you didn't do your walk around. If you, yeah. if you, no, if you left this yard and your gate is open, you don't even want to know what I think. Right. You don't even want to know where, where you just lowered yourself to on your ability level in my eyes right because you are not doing your job you are not focused you do not have any situational awareness you are not prepared you, you need to you need to get your game face on and get your head in the game to do this job All and right. do it well
1: so why don't you hit us with the high road hauling
5: i will do
4: that so this story uh will make you cry if you haven't cried in the last couple of days you listen to this story Son you of you is will that cry. a challenge I need some water. And I know because I've actually experienced this with my dad when uh, I come from Connecticut, live in Colorado. So when my dad was in hospice, I had to fly back and see him. And it was probably one of the hardest things I ever did. But I wish you enough. At an airport, I overheard a father and daughter in their last moments together. They had announced her plane's departure. And standing near the door, he said to his daughter, I love you. I wish you enough. She said, Daddy, our life together has been more than enough. Your love is all I ever needed. I wish you enough too, Daddy. They kissed goodbye and she left. He walked over toward the window where I was seated. Standing there, I could see he wanted and needed to cry. I tried not to intrude on his privacy, but he welcomed me in by asking, did you ever say goodbye to someone knowing it would be forever? I, uh, I replied, yes, I have. Saying that brought back, brought back memories I had of expressing my love and appreciation for all my dad had done for me. Recognizing that his days were limited, I took the time to tell him face to face how much he meant to me. So I took what this man was exper- so I knew what this man was experiencing. Forgive me for asking, but why is this a for- forever goodbye I asked. I'm old, and she lives much too far away, he said. I have challenges ahead, and the reality is her next trip back will be for my funeral, he said. When you were saying goodbye, I heard you say I wish you enough. May I ask what that means? And he began to smile. That's a wish that has been handed down from other generations. My parents used to say it to everyone. He paused for a moment and looking up as if Trying to remember it in detail, he smiled even more. When we said, I wish you enough, we were wanting the other person to have a life filled with enough of good things to sustain them. He continued, and then he turned towards me, sharing the following as if he were reciting it from memory. I wish you enough sun to keep your attitude bright. I wish you enough rain to appreciate the sun more. I wish you enough happiness to keep your spirit alive. I wish you enough pain so that the smallest joys in life appear much bigger. I wish you enough gain to satisfy your wanting. I wish you enough loss to appreciate all that you possess. I wish you enough hellos so you get through the final goodbye. Then he began to sob and walked away. And the quote this week is, learn to enjoy every minute of your life. Be happy now. Don't wait for something outside of yourself to make you happy in the future. Think of how really precious is the time you have to spend, whether it's at work or with your family. Every minute should be enjoyed and savored by Earl Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Some good
5: stuff. Ah, that is very Super good, Dave.
2: I used to like you, Super Dave.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was a good one, buddy. I wish you enough, Jim.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know if I could have read that one and got through it. All right, final thoughts, Kendrick, you got any final thoughts for the day? I do have
3: a couple of final thoughts. One is that uh only allowed one. No. Nope. <laughs> I have a couple. <laughs> it's it a final.
1: It's not final thought. It's final <laughs> thoughts, final thoughts. I thought this is the final goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> or as Jim and Dave like to call it, the closing argument. Yeah, I was going to say final argument. <laughs> Shh. I have a flu- I have a gavel. <laughs> Sorry. No.
3: The uh just one request situational awareness. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need the Navajo stick. <laughs> I
3: just have one requested that is over at yard 23 when you open up the shop please do not set the deadbolt so that the door winds up hitting that deadbolt against the frame. Um the door everybody knows the code over there so they can unlock the door but Uh, It's will start damaging that lock and start damaging our door.
1: Wow, that's profound. (laughs) I
3: had to bring it up. I forgot about it earlier.
1: Excuse me.
5: I wonder how those things get started, Kendrick, because do they do that at home?
3: I don't know. I
5: bet not. I bet their front door isn't like propped open by the deadbolt, right? Those are the things that I always look around and go, does this happen at their home? I don't know. Does, I mean, Dave, is that common in Lafayette? Do people prop their door open with their deadbolt? <laughs> you know, I think my daughters did when they were little. a <laughs> <laughs> we we big mark in the Whoops.
4: Right,
3: right next to
4: the front door there. Oh. Oh.
3: My only closing thought is, is that we have <laughs> a lot of awesome drivers, and when you see... Any of us safety guys out at the job sites and at the plants, uh, we're there to assist you. We're there to help you out. Uh, We might be calling out that your lines are dragging on your deck, and we might get up and and straighten them out for you. Uh, We might just be making sure that you're hauling legal. Again, it's not for our benefit. It's to make sure that you're staying safe and that you're going to be able to go home at the end of the day. So I appreciate everybody, all those individuals out there, the drivers that do it right every day and that we don't bring up your names, Um, but you are appreciated. And I always try and make sure that when I do see you, I I throw out a thanks for all that you guys do.
5: That's awesome, Kendrick. I kind of want to follow up just because it's like fresh after you saying it, but we are here to make you better, right? We're here to help you be better. You're actually working for a company that cares about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you. You know, and I guess I feel like sometimes everyone just thinks, oh, they're on me for this. They're on me for speeding. They're on me for that. The the camera keeps sending in, you know. <laughs> We're here trying to make you be better or help you be better. We're not trying to make you, right? It's ultimately your mm-hmm. choice, yeah. right? And and if you're successful here, you're pretty goddamn successful, right? Right? But it's pretty easy to be successful here if you follow all of the guidance we're providing, right? We're literally giving you the tools, figuratively and in person, right? In real life, we're giving you the tool of that truck. We're giving you the tool of that trailer, of the liner, of the ladder, of the actual bag of tools in your truck. We're, we're giving you everything we've got because we know what it takes to be successful. We still need your help. We still need a hundred and ten percent of your situational awareness in everything you do. And I yeah, I just I guess I want everyone here to realize and be proud that they're working for a company that we're motivated to help you do it right. We're motivated to help you be better. We're excited to give you your weekly bump because you left the yard before six every day. We're excited to give you your uh Quarterly safety bonus because you didn't have any incidents or accidents. We're we're genuinely excited to do those things because those are programs we put in place to help you be better. We're excited to give you the PTO that you've earned. You know, I mean, just all of those things, all of these programs in place to help you be better. We're we're excited to do that, and we're exci- we're willing to help. Yeah, Kendrick, when you when you show up somewhere, I mean, you know, there sits a JFW truck at. I'm making it up plant 12 and everybody pulls in. like, Oh, they're here watching me again. I'm not doing this right or I'm not doing that right. I bet you are doing it right. We're there to help you do it right, right? I mean, you know, I mentioned Jim and I wind up sitting in the pickup for 15, 20 minutes, sometimes even 30 minutes if we're having an in-depth conversation. And again, a, a truck goes by. When we're picking on that tailgate being open, yes, you're not doing your job. Yes, we're harping on you. If we think you're going too fast, we're going to say something. Why is that? We're helping you with your situational awareness. We just helped you be better. You know, you can look at it that we called you out. You can look at it that we harped on you. You can look at it at whatever way you want. The facts are the facts. We're there to help you be better. We're there to help you create that situational awareness. That camera is there to help you create that situational awareness. The insurance company we just met with yesterday, they asked, you know, do you guys have cameras? Yeah, we have cameras. We've had them for three years now. Well, how, what pushback did you get from the drivers? Well, three years ago, we had some pushback, right? We wound up losing one employee, quit. So I don't want a camera. You don't need to watch me. Well, we weren't watching that person. We don't watch people. It's there to go back and look when there's an incident, right? We switch fast forward three years. We get this new camera system or two years. We get this new camera system. It has artificial intelligence that took us from being reactive to proactive. They ask, do your drivers like the cameras? Yes, they like the cameras. Why do they like them? Because if you ask every single driver here, it's made them be a better driver. Any driver you ask that's driving here, that camera, you ask them this question, has that camera made you a better driver? Every single one of them is gonna say yes. Every single one. We haven't asked one driver that's given us a no. Not one time. Do they like them? They'll sit there and go, nope, don't like the camera. Did it make you a better driver? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's almost oxymoron, right? Yeah, you don't want the camera. Did it make you a better driver? Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you want something that makes you better, right? Why wouldn't you want the help of our safety team making you better? Why wouldn't you want the help of Gemini helping you be better? It's it's a better life. It's a better way. It's a better knowledge. It's it's just better all the way around. And, and I guess that's the company we want to be. We We say together we're better. Well, it takes all of us to be better, so. There's my final thoughts.
1: Right. Jim? Closing my, argument?
2: Closing argument. I love how sometimes everything, a lot of times on the podcast, everything comes together, uh, like with your, your High Road and Super Dave. And, of course, Dave, you're, you're saying the same thing that we've said and stuff like that. I, I want to begin by, you know, we haven't named any names, but we have absolutely not talked about these situations to hurt that person. To, to bring them down, to embarrass them, to make a, make a, I don't know, a martyr out of them, anything like that. It's to spread what happened to, so somebody else understands about it. And we've, we've used our words to do that. And, and my closing thoughts here is about words. So our voice is our most powerful instrument. Uh, it can start wars, or it can say, I love you. And like in your high road hall in there, Dave, you know, enough, right? You know, is that, is that word of love enough? Does it, does it give you closure? And, and that's how powerful that, that our voice is. And, uh, or we can speak with our voice and no one listens, you know, and, and, and what's and, that, right. <laughs> you know, do we, do we. What are we talking and you get and you get nobody to listen and, and you think, but look how powerful our voice is. So there's, there's seven deadly sins of speaking. The first one is gossip. The second one is judging. The third one is negativity. The fourth one is complaining. And the fifth one is excuses. And, and when I, I looked into this, they called the excuses. Blame throwers, and I, and I, instead of a flame thrower, a blame mm-hmm. thrower. I love that, and I, and I want to just talk about that one. And again, I, I, I don't even recognize who the person was this week, but Marty called, said the, hey, the truck going out the south side, your tailgate's open. I got on the radio and I said, good morning, you guys. I said, but if your gate's open, we're not doing a good walk around, you know, a pre-trip. The driver answered me back. I did do a pre-trip, Brother Jim, and something about the fuel island, because the the radio broke up and like I forgot to, to close it or I didn't get it at the fuel island. But I did a walk around, okay? Or a pre-trip. That was the answer back. But if your tailgate was open, the facts are, did you really do a walk around? You know, I, I, I wanna ask that. I mean, you did walk around it. But
1: what are you looking at? Yeah.
2: Right, did you really do it? You know, uh, and again, back to earlier, like I mentioned to you, Jim, it would've been so nice to hear on the radio, hey, I did it, but obviously I need to do a better job. <laughs> right. Oh my God, I would've, my day would've been done, I could've went back to bed, mm. just by hearing that. I did a walk around, but I, I could've been on a better job, obviously. That, that's awesome. So, and then the, the sixth one is exaggeration. And exaggerations then become lies, is what they said, which, you know, when you think about it, you know, as you exaggerate, sometimes they <laughs> do just become lies. And then I had to look this up. Seven is dogmatism. Does anybody know what... I've do- heard
1: dogmatic
2: before. Same, same, just to the, the a portion of that word, right? Dogmatic or dogmatism. So it's facts or opinion and... and I don't believe the last part of this, but it's a good representation of, uh, of dogmatism. It refers to the arrogant opinions or unproven theories, or even despite uh, that someone is dogmatic, Jam, might insist that the dinosaurs never existed, even though we've dug up bones. That's being dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Or that women should never drive. Okay, that, that's being dogmatic, which, which we have great women driver, right? My daughters all drive, all that kind of stuff. But that's, that's being dogmatic, and that's the facts and opinion. And, and we have that. We have a lot of that here. You know, I, I, somebody telling somebody to, to slow down and they're telling them to mind their own business, that's, being, that's not the facts and opinions. That's being dogmatic. So his answer to this as you're speaking is uh, kind of like the, the safer there, uh, Ken, is hail. Um, your, your voice should be used to hail. So the H stands for honesty. You need to be clear and straight. The A is, is authenticity. Okay, Be yourself. The I is integrity. That should be your word. And love is not the love like I love you, but you're wishing that person well with your voice. And so, my closing thing here is I would like to hail you all. <laughs> and the L of that is I want to wish you all well for the week because I, I know every one of us can be better.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Soup, any final
4: thoughts? No, I just uh, be be quick. Uh, wish you all enough. Mm,
1: I <laughs> love it. Yeah, so true, Dave. All right, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to Episode 72 and help find Amber's mom. She was actually just on the Tom Martino show. I'm going to post a link to that uh, in today's podcast, and also I'll put it out on Paycom for everybody. And uh, the links to story will be in today's description. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Let's
2: do it. Absolutely. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident
1: free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve.
4: Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we
3: work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And
2: Together, we are the JFW family. family.
1: All right. Everybody, everybody have a good week. Have a good week, everyone. you guys.
0: I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just just a- trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a- looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in See those big bright shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load I hear there's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time and we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line We'll lay it all out on the line I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another Those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. they got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down, and they keep that diesel trucking. Keep that hammer down, and keep that diesel trucking. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks are just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a- looking for another load. They just keep them doors a- closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling and those red trucks can't be beat me. They've gotta put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Baker Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome, and thanks for listening.